Here's the question. Are you an entrepreneur who has a podcast and wants to use it to help grow your business, but you're stuck trying to figure out how to do it? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I interview entrepreneurs who use podcasts every day to grow their business. We'll learn their strategies, tactics, and advice so you can turn your podcast from pod fade into a growth machine for your business. Welcome to Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Entrepreneurs on Podcasting. Today, my guest is a kind-hearted badass, and I mean that literally. Now, her and her business partner, Heather, have started this really awesome group, and we'll be talking more about that in just a second. But she's done a phenomenal job of taking this group from idea to making it a real force of nature, and it is helping her ideal customer avatar. Please help me in welcoming to the show the host of the kind-hearted badass show, Janine Kenna. Janine, how are you? Hi, Cliff. I am great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what a kind-hearted badass is? Sure. Well, I mean, that was quite the introduction. Thank you. You're welcome. So kind-hearted badass came about when my best friend Heather and I, we were both kind of trying to build parallel businesses, but we didn't really know what we were doing or who we wanted to serve. And we realized that we kept putting our heads together until, and finally one day, Heather, I, I say she proposed to me. She's like, why don't we just build a business together? And that's how Kindhearted Badass started. It actually started as a fitness group, which is really funny because that's not at all what it has turned into over the last year. Now, uh, Kindhearted Badass, so it's got multiple parts. We have our Kindhearted Badass crew, which is our membership community. And that is invitation only after somebody goes through one of our courses. We currently have a course centered around uh, vision casting and creating a vision board that actually works. And the whole belief of kind-hearted badass is that women and, and men, we do have some kind-hearted badass men, of course, uh, but it is mostly women that we can and should combine our, our kind-hearted nature with our intrinsic badassery and just become these, as you said, unstoppable forces of nature, right? So that's that's what we help women learn how to do, live their best lives and connect with their inner badassery and learn that being a badass and being kind-hearted are not mutually exclusive. You're absolutely right, and I appreciate that. Now, I'm always amazed at these groups that are out there that help people to become better version of themselves or even the best version of themselves. Why don't you share with us what was the idea that triggered this for you that said, hey, you know what? This is definitely something that we should pursue. Well, I mean, like I said, we started as a fitness group because Heather and I had actually met in another mastermind online writing community that had kind of turned into a fitness thing. And we lovingly call it the Don't Die Fitness Cult. <laughs> and after several months in it, we didn't die, thankfully, but we realized it wasn't the right space for us. It wasn't serving our needs. So we spent the last year, well, a little more than a year, trying to create a community that would fit that bill that would serve those needs that we weren't getting met. And that, like I said, evolved into so much more than fitness. We realized that there were so many people out there. And again, we serve mostly women. Uh, so I'm just going to keep saying women for the sake of simplicity. We realized that there were so many women out there who were feeling lonely and disconnected, especially given the pandemic and everything. And they were just burning out, giving and doing and going and, and taking care of everybody else and 
they were always putting themselves last. And we just realized that we had the ability to help these women learn how to put themselves first and not feel guilty about it because that was the path that we had taken. And as we started our community and we saw it evolve, we realized that the women who were growing the most were the women who gave us the opportunity to serve them in that way where we could teach them the lessons that we learned. So then as we pivoted away from fitness, that was the direction we just started taking because every woman that we helped and and a handful of men that we've been able to help also uh, just made us realize how much, how many people out there that need this, they need that community support and that guidance and that permission, even though nobody needs anybody else's permission to do anything, but sometimes you just need to hear it. They needed that permission that it's okay to take care of themselves first. Nice. Yes, I love that. One of the things that I always think about is when you have a a community is the fact that you have to constantly communicate with that community, right? You have to keep message out there. And just because you've said the message once, you have to be able to come out and reinforce that message. So for an example, this would be, you were just talking about how they don't have to have permission, Right. They could they can just take the initiative and do these things themselves. But you have to keep repeating that over and over and over again. And so this leads into my next question, which is what what made you decide that podcasting was going to be a good platform for you to use? So there were mul- multiple reasons. Well, <laughs> let me backtrack a little bit. I've actually had several podcasts. <laughs> the Kind of <laughs> Badass Show is my fourth podcast. I had done three previously and realized that they were all for the wrong reasons. I was chasing money more than anything when I had started those. And and there was no passion behind them. Because, I mean, everybody wants money, but it's not really passion purpose, right? So as we grew this community, I realized, like, how can we get to more and more people who aren't already in our universe, who don't already know me or Heather or somebody who knows us? And I went back to my podcasting days and thought about that. And I was like, you know what? This is the way to reach a whole bunch of new people who've never heard about us. We can teach through the podcast. We can do little mini lessons uh, that not the deep dive that we go into with our courses or our crew members, but on a on a lighter level, I guess you could say we could touch on these topics and and help people understand and get to know us and give them the opportunity to learn about us and who we are and what kind-hearted badass is, you know, that people that might not have found us before. And I think you bring up a good point because there's there's sometimes when I listen to some podcasts that are out there, it's amazing like the level of deep dive that they'll go into. And these po- podcast episodes sometimes will last two or even three hours. And <laughs> on more than one occasion, I've been listening to a podcast where I've just been like, I don't even know what this podcast episode's about, right? Because I, I started <laughs> off and I knew what it was two, two hours into it, two and a half hours into it. I can't remember. So what, you know, from your standpoint, when you're talking about making these types of episodes in here, is this something that's really resonating with your ideal customer avatar? I mean, I hope so. So I had actually started the Kind Hearted Badass show like a year ago. And then after about six or seven episodes, I just got exhausted of it. I couldn't keep up with the work. I didn't have the bandwidth. I am a work from home mom. I have a 14 year old son and a five year old daughter. I have a wonderful husband, but I'm the primary caregiver for everybody. I'm in charge of running the household and making sure everybody has what they need. I also have ADHD and I am not at all tech savvy. So 
every podcast episode was taking me, I don't know, four or five hours to do. And it just wasn't sustainable for me. I, I had that stereotypical pod fade of like, I think I had seven episodes and then just kind of stopped. And then like months later, I put up one episode and remembered why I stopped. But I realized Heather and I kept talking about it. And I was talking to you and other people in the podcasting and entrepreneurial worlds and realized we were really missing the mark here. Like this was something that really could help us grow our business and reach more people and help more people because social media just sucks, plain and simple. Like we all know right. that it's it's so complicated and algorithms and trying to keep up with it. And by the time you learn it, it changes. And because we have the word badass in our name. Certain social media platforms don't like the word badass, which makes it really hard for us to grow our audience through those platforms. So that was uh, really what made me turn back to podcasting. From what you were talking about before, when you're talking about women and kids and trying to be the, the relationship and stuff. And I, I was going to say that probably for your ideal customer, they're spending probably quite a lot of time driving around, whether it's taking the kids to school or to band practice, or there's a doctor's appointment, or even I got to go to my job or whatever it is. So the podcasting is great because it fits into that, that drive time that they have. Yes, exactly. I spent about five hours driving around in the car yesterday, running errands and doing all the things. And that's what I do. I listen to podcasts. Heather too, like that is a, a major source of how we find uh, new people to follow and learn from. So it just made sense that that would be, if that's where we're hanging out, then that it made sense that that would be where our ideal avatar is uh, hanging out. Exactly. And so I want to circle back on something that you were talking about because you, you admitted, and I've been there myself, <laughs> you've admitted that you actually, you know, went through this time of pod fate and it's, oh, yeah. And it, it is not uncommon. It's depending on what article you read, it's 60 to 80% of podcasts go through pod fade. I know you mentioned before about bandwidth, but what was it about? Because you, you mentioned something about like five hours, right? What was it about you internally that you think was, was taking, was forcing you to spend five hours working on a podcast? episode. The way my brain works, I don't know if it's necessarily all ADHD related, but I think that's definitely plays a part in it. Like if I'm not automatically good at something, it's really hard for me to focus on it and continue paying attention to it to take the time to get better at it. So the tech stuff was a big part of it. The other big thing was I was spending way too much time outlining and researching and writing. And while all of that's important, like I was basically trying to fit a deep dive into a specific lesson into a 45 minute podcast episode. And I was spending hours researching and writing and like scripting an entire episode and then rehearsing it to make sure that it would fit into the time slot I wanted it to fit in. So it wouldn't be one of those two hour long episodes that somebody's like, what the hell are they even talking about anymore? So between the prep time and then the editing time and then all the tech stuff after that. Forget it. I was using GarageBand, which totally not good for podcasting because it was <laughs> the only thing I knew how to use with any kind of competence. And I really wasn't that competent at it. So yeah, just all, all of that stuff just added up and it, it just became exhausting and overwhelming and I didn't enjoy it. Life's too short to spend that much time doing stuff that we don't want to do if we don't absolutely have to do it. And while I see the value and I want to do the podcasting when I have started again, 
it it wasn't worth it if it was going to take me five, six, seven hours a week. It sounds to me that you were battling that internal perfection. Yes. Yes. That internal, yes. <laughs> definitely a perfectionist at heart in a lot of regards. And it was definitely coming out in the podcast. Yes. And at some point in time, you picked up podcasting again. You've you know relaunched your show. You, know, you branded it like a season two, which is very clever. How much time are you spending now on your episodes versus way back when? Less than an hour. Awesome. What was that mind shift for you? So a big part of it, well, I, I'm, I'm full disclosure, everybody. Cliff is the one who helped me with all of this. <laughs> Cliff, it was, it was really, it was a, a big part of it was your guidance in reminding me I don't have to deep dive every episode and that every episode doesn't need to be 45 minutes to an hour long. And that a lot of times those 15, 20 minutes snippets are way more valuable and that you can get in a couple of funny stories or and the main points of your lesson into that 15 to 20 minute range. You also helped me realize that scripting the whole thing out is not necessarily the best use of my time or the best way to make it sound good because I'm pretty sure that most people listening could tell that I was reading off of a page, which even though I wrote it, it just doesn't sound as natural as just speaking from the heart. So now I just do a quick outline. I'll just write down the three or four bullet points that I want to make sure I hit. So I remember them and I just go. And honestly, the only reason it even takes me near an hour is because I oftentimes realize that I just said things out of order. or didn't like how something came out and I'll just delete it and start over again. The other big part of it was releasing the need to control everything and do everything myself, which having been a solopreneur for many, many years, that was really hard to do because I was very used to doing all the things myself. So hiring you to help me with all the backend stuff, the editing, the tech, the uploading, downloading, putting it on the website, whatever, all those words that I don't really understand, you know, that I was huge because I'm sure what was taking me three, four, five hours, you're getting done in half an hour. Yeah, it, it, this is actually one of the tenets of the kind-hearted, badass community, and that is taking imperfect action. Yes, 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 yes. The podcast is not perfect by any means, and I'm totally okay with that. It, I wasn't a year ago, but I've I part of learning how to teach people to live their best life and shift their mindset is doing it yourself. <laughs> So I've been doing a lot of work to release that need for perfection, to release that need for control and to do everything myself. And uh, I'm much happier for it and much more productive for it. I, I would definitely say so. And I think for a lot of people out there, you hinted at this before when you were talking about scripting it out. It's You can sit there and, and rehearse all you want, and it's still going to sound like you are reading it. And, and I know there's a couple of podcasts out there that I have stumbled across in my time where I swear to God, the host has got to be reading it because it yeah. sounds like it. Yep. And I think what a lot of people miss is that, like you were talking before about writing the bullet points, is that a lot of the content and the story is already inside of you. So mm -hmm. when you when you commit to writing it down on paper, you're almost it's almost like you're saying, I would rather read this than just talk to you about it. Right. Right. And I gotta say, since since I switched up the format and started releasing new episodes. This way, I've had a couple of people say this, and it's the highest compliment they could give. They're like, it's like turning you on in the car and just hanging out with a friend and having a conversation over coffee or tea or wine or whatever. 
well, I guess not wine if you're in the car, but <laughs> but I, I was like, yes, that's exactly what I want it to feel like. I want it to feel like a conversation, not me lecturing. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's really where when you're having that conversation, when you're conversing to people, that's when your true self comes forward. Definitely. But if we're talking about that no like, and trust factor, I think this is the reason why when I often say podcasting is an ultimate relationship building tool, it's when you just sit down and just talk, mm -hmm. then people get to really know you and how you think. And e even something as nuanced as your speech patterns really can make a difference. Yeah, because I, I can write something to sound like the way I speak, but it doesn't matter how, like you can read something that I wrote and be like, oh yeah, that's Janine's voice. But if I'm reading it for you to listen to, it's just going to sound different than me speaking. It just, it just is. Yes. And you're definitely right. So let me ask you this. You've been now podcasting. You've turned this corner here. You've gone from perfectionist to imperfect action. You've come back from pod fade. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. What is the biggest lesson that you have learned from having a podcast? Hmm. That is a very good question. Biggest lesson I've learned, I guess it's twofold, that it's perfectly okay and a good thing to ask for help and that it is way more important to know who you can ask than figuring it out yourself. Like me knowing that I could ask you for help was way more valuable than me trying to figure it out myself. Like even if I had, like, I mean, I was capable of doing it, just not very well. <laughs> so being willing to ask for help and knowing who to go to I'd say those are my, my biggest lessons. Yeah. And actually, you bring up a really good point. I was thinking about this as you were saying this. It's all about who, not how. Yes. That, that's the phrase I was looking for that was not coming into my head. <laughs> yes. And it's it's very common for people when they get to a point where they get stuck, the first thing they do is bump over to YouTube and try to learn how to do it themselves rather than ask, hey, do I know of someone who knows how to fix this? Because by the time you take into account the fact that you have to find something that's relevant and well, the, the video doesn't match the screen that I'm seeing. And then right. I got to learn. It's very easy for you just to ping somebody and be like, Hey, I, I'm, I'm stuck here. I'm having a problem with this. Do you know how to solve it? Cause a lot of times, like what you were talking about before, it'll take you two to three hours to figure it out where somebody can do it for you in 30 seconds. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I agree. And I actually would argue that that probably fits more into the, the perfectionist piece. Like we talked about before about the need to control. I was literally just thinking that same thing. I was like, actually, I guess that is the letting go of perfection or taking that imperfect action and being okay with not being perfect all the time. Exactly. And what this has done is, and and I have, I will harp on this for all of these episodes here. You really have, uh, just by listening to your podcast there and the format that you're doing it now, in my humble opinion, you've really hit your zone of genius being able just to sit and talk without worrying about all of this other stuff that you have to do, like the scripting it out and the story. And is it going to fit in the timeline? And da, 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 da. It's <laughs> almost like you're focusing a lot more on your message than on the script, on the time, on all of these variables that really don't matter. Yeah, absolutely. And awesome. I, one, one other lesson that I really want to point out is that like, and this falls under the perfectionist umbrella also, you have to be willing to suck at something first. You have to be willing to understand that when you start out, you're not going to be great at it. And that's okay. I think it's still up there in, in the podcast world. Like you can go back and listen to Tim Ferriss's first podcast and he's drunk. Oh my <laughs> God. Terrible, but it's hilarious because now, I mean, he's, he's Tim freaking Ferriss, you know, 
But back then he was like, all right, well, this I'm going to suck at this and that's okay. And I'm not going to let it hold me back. You don't have to let the fear of not being good at something hold you back. You can suck at something and keep moving forward and just get better and better at it. Exactly. Yes. And for the story that Janine is referencing, a lot of us podcasters know it well. Tim Ferriss obviously has the number one rated podcast in iTunes, most downloaded episodes ever. And there was a point in time before Tim Ferriss where his friends were trying to convince him to do a podcast and he didn't want to do it. And so the only way he agreed to do it was to get drunk. So he drunk podcasted his way up there. And after a few episodes, he was like, you know, I'm kind of digging this, but you're right, Janine, you go back and you listen to those first episodes there of of anybody, of any podcast whatsoever. And it's literally like people are trying to get the feel for it, right? And talking into that microphone and what am I going to be really talking about here and stuff? You know, that's, that's a very good point. It's when you start letting go of so much control, it's almost like you have to start trusting yourself more. Yes, exactly. Like I could totally let the fear of negative reviews or trolls or just sounding like an idiot hold me back, but I just refuse not to. I just won't do that. That's not who I am. That is not what a kind-hearted badass does. And if I'm going to teach other people how to do this, then I have to model it. And to me, actually, it just dawned on me as I'm saying it, that's a big part of what this podcast is. The kind-hearted badass show is me showing my clients, my members, how I'm practicing what I preach. I'm I'm doing it. I'm living that life and I'm taking imperfect action and I'm not afraid to be bad at something first while I learn it and figure it out. And I'm not afraid to ask for help when I when I need it. And I don't have to try to do everything all by myself all the time. Yes. And I I, I agree with that. And it would it had just made me think that the number of times where I'm talking to a potential client or something and they're for whatever reason or another waiting for that perfect moment, that perfect time, making sure that everything is right and perfect. And we keep saying to them, you need to take imperfect action, right? You, mm-hmm. you, have, to, you have to take action. And then we turn around and don't practice that in our own business, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. All right, Janine. So if anybody in our audience uh, wants to look up the kind hearted badass group, what's the best way for them to do that? All right. So there's two ways. You can go to kindheartedbadass.com where we have our blog and you can find episodes of the Kindhearted Badass show. You, we have some free downloads on there for you. That's also where you'll find information about our course offerings. You can also follow us. We, we have a free Facebook group that is Kindhearted Badass Community. The crew group is private and that is, like I said, only for our paid members who have gone through our courses because that does come with uh, significant opportunities for small group coaching and things like that. That's higher level membership community, but you can follow us for free and start getting the lessons for free through the podcast and through that Facebook group. And anybody who wants to get to know me better, they can find me on Facebook. That's Facebook and Instagram. That's the best places. And my name is spelled Janine, J-E-N-I-N-E, because nobody ever spells it right. (laughs) Awesome. And for our audience, we will have all of those links down in the show notes below. Janine, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and chatting with us today. Cliff, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Hey, everyone. I wanted to let you know that enrollment for our free five-day Start My Business podcast challenge is officially open. If you're an entrepreneur and you're thinking a podcast would be a great way to grow your business, but you're not sure how to start one, then this challenge is for you. This challenge is designed by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. 
Now, within the five-day challenge, you'll go from ground zero to having a fully operational podcast that you can use to start growing your business. I'll be sharing with you simple tips and tricks that took me years to learn that will prevent you from spending hours on one episode. Head over to startmybusinesspodcastchallenge.com or click on the link in the show notes down below. We'll see you there.